When I walk through a jam No one knows who I am Put your head on oh, my chest Oh, that song always puts a smile on my face And I'm Mr. Success Old Blue Eyes, good morning Welcome, I hope you're having a phenomenal day today You're listening to The Inevitable Radio Show I'm your host, Bill Sumner So we're in this multi-show arc about business performance, team performance, and because sometimes seeing how you behave and seeing the psychology of your behavior, the inner drivers, sometimes it's easier to see in other settings than it is in certain settings. So even though we're focused on business, I will throw in references from time to time about how do you function in your family? How do you function as an individual? How do you function in the gym? That's one of the reasons why a lot of top business people will tell you golf is an incredible laboratory for looking at people's psychology because when you're with a client or you're interviewing somebody, to watch how they perform when they play a game gives you a lot of very deep revealing clues about how they perform all the time because know this, no matter where you go in life, there you are. It's you, it's your mindset, it's your psychology, it's your fears, it's your hopes, it's your dreams, it's your challenges. They run through different filters, but the core programs that you run, the core creation of who you are. So how you solve a problem as a father or a mother, how you solve a problem as a small business owner or a, a team leader in a team environment in the business is how you solve a problem. You'll run through certain fundamental core truths. And as much as people want to change behaviors of organizations and teams, they don't really take a lot of time because we don't teach it. Or when we do teach it, we teach it poorly. Or when we do teach it, we teach it based on crap that's 120 years old. Freud went out 120 years ago. Some of these other traditional psychological theories that we believe is why humans behave how they behave, it's old science. We know more today. There is science taking place in how the brain and mind functions on some of the stroke work is incredible. One of the gifts and benefits, as tragic as war is, we're looking at how the mind and brain recovers from closed brain injuries. Traumatic brain injuries, TBIs. The military is, is again, leading the way, just as it has in other wartime periods of the history of this country. We learned a lot about psychology of captivity that led us into understanding Patricia Hearst and the Stockholm Syndrome. That all came out of psychology studies that we were doing, understanding what was taking place and happening to prisoners of war. We know more about how your mind works, how your brain functions. I keep calling it mind and brain very easily. Think of the brain as the hardware and the mind as the software. The brain is their hardware. The mind is the software. And really, it's as in all computing systems, it's both that influence who you are, why you are. Clearly, you can, because the brain's hardware capability is so underutilized and underappreciated. We all know that, oh, yeah, humans function at a 10% potential, 12% potential. You know, Einstein functioned at 14% potential of your brain. Not so worried about brain functionality, although this culture, this society is so wrapped up in how we can influence the brain through medications 
We can force changes in the software by forcing changes in the hardware. But in reality, that doesn't heal anybody. That doesn't make anybody better. It does modify some behaviors. But what the inevitable radio show is about is helping create people that want to just take off in their life, just absolutely accelerate. Do you want to be a superstar? Do you want to be a winner? Do you want your team, your company, your business to be winners? And it's an, it's an interesting question because everybody immediately goes, oh, well, yeah, sure, of course I do. But there's two big drivers when you think about it. First of all, while you may say you want to be a winner, you perceive there's a cost to winning. And at the end of the day, you're not willing to pay that price. Yeah, well, I'll be above average or I'll be average. Yeah, I'll say I want to be in the top 10% of my sales group. I want my small company, my business unit to be in the top 10% or I want to be number one. But in reality, no, I'm not going to pay the price that I perceive that it takes me to get there. Now, if that's your truth and your message, you want to listen to today's show because it's not nearly as steep a price as you think. We're going to talk about that. And more importantly, you're paying a price to be average anyway. It just have to shift where you're paying the price and how you're running your life today. And you're paying it today. So a lot of people think, oh, being a winner is hard because they perceive it as having to do more or having to do extra or having to do something that's added on top of who they are and how they are. And it's not that. It's In fact, it's much easier in reality to be a winner than it is to be average. It's much easier to quit smoking than it is to cut down to five or ten cigarettes a day. It's always easier to change by stopping the car and changing the tire than it is to try and change the tire on the fly. Now, those are several metaphors, but think about how traditional psychology and think of traditional business school principles that are still being taught today in our business schools that says, oh, let's make change by incremental modifications and let's let's do a little bit of this, you know, make a minor modification and major and test it, minor modification, measure, test it. And that's how a company moves and changes. That's how a team moves and changes. But when you think about it, that's not entirely true. And if you were to radically do something different, and oh my God, radical, boy, big fear, big anxiety. Man, there's enough radical things taking place in the business cycles now as it is. There's the economy going upside down. There's money supplies going upside down. There's companies and clients of yours going upside down. How you deal with this, what happens to you, your behaviors, which again, where this show started, leaders who try and change behaviors, but don't really understand the underlying psychology that is creating those behaviors is where the real challenge lies. And it's a chicken or egg. You can force some modification of behaviors in. You can alter people's money, you can alter bonuses, you can motivate by threats and fear, you can motivate by rewards and reinforcement. You can modify behaviors, but as long as you're not truly dealing with the underlying psychology, you're not going to get the changes at the level that you want. You're not going to get the changes at the level your organization is capable of. And you're going to continue to struggle in many respects with the current challenges. They're just going to kind of move around. So you shine your light in this corner and the roaches run away. So shine your light on paying compensation. 
you know, okay, so there's there's some things that happen, some things move around. Shining your line on paying compensation doesn't really create superstar behavior. Shining your light on okay uh, threats, we're gonna we're gonna lay you off, we're gonna fire you if you can't make your numbers, or a small business owner, medium business owner is trying to make payroll, trying to make numbers. I understand these behaviors are real things that we need to control, but it is infinitely more easier to go inside of the model and go inside the psychology. And what we're going to work on today is a very specific area, is the psychology that takes place within an organization in many respects, as you know, is the sum of the parts of the individual psychologies. So actually, in the traditional world, which I have my traditional background, I came from corporate life, I got my master's in social work, I got a lot of traditional organizational dynamic theory. And organizational dynamic theory, as many of you know, is the body of psychology that really talks about group behaviors. How does a group perform? It takes all the individual psychology tools, theories, processes, and says, well, when we add them up in a group, uh, there is some group performance, some group momentum, some group inertia, etc. And then individuals interact within that group. Now, hold that thought. Thank you for listening to the Inevitable Podcast. Please visit our website for more information on this extraordinary coaching system at www.theinevitableu.com. Then, sign up for your two-week free trial of our membership to gain access to hundreds of hours of amazing content and tools just like this. Now, back to Bill. Second point. Because I teach this science, neuro-linguistic programming, big words, but it's a simple science, among other tools, the ability to modify how we think about something. We talk a lot on this show about how do we actually do that. So when you look at how do I modify the behavior of my organization, do I want to create a team of superstars? Are we going to pay the price? And is it a big price or is it actually the Sumner guy? Does he have some something new to think about that it might be a smaller price or a different price than I'm paying today? Do I want to be a superstar? And then how do I do this? Organizational dynamics is the pickup of a traditional belief system, and we're going to lay it into these sciences that talk about how we, the psychology of who we are and how we are. So for instance, are you in a team that's motivated by fear, or are you in a team that's motivated by pleasure? That's a psychology. And depending on who the team leader is, and the team leader might be you, it might be somebody that you're working for, they will create a psychology, they will hire in a general mold, but in general, we can look at an organization and determine, is this organization driven more by fear or is this organization driven more by rewards? And then you look at the people that are hired and survive and thrive and and come and go, and when times are easy, a lot of the stuff can be very sloppy and be very imprecise, and your business will still grow. Now that the times are a little bit more challenging, you have to be very precise. If you want to grow, and there are companies that are growing, by the way, and it's not based on the industry. Again, the average business person out there is going to say, well, my growth or lack of growth is based on the fact that my clients are or my industry is. No, because even in troubled industry, there's people making a ton of money on real estate. There are banks that are very, very solid right now. Pick an industry. Go to the industry leader, almost without exception. 
they're growing. And even if they're in a really tough, tough time and they're not growing or growing wildly, here's what they are doing. They are assimilating and integrating a base of business. It's a psychology. Those businesses that are gathering strength and investing in their future, they may not be growing wildly, but they are assembling the foundational base that when things do begin to loosen up a little bit, they're going to take off like rocket ships. So the growth is there. The future is there. The psychology is there. Do you want to be a superstar? Do you want to be a winner? Do you want to teach that to your organizations? Do you want to own that? Organizational dynamics, organizational NLP will help, will show, will light ways that leads us to the superstar or the winning mentalities. And at the end of the day, when you change the psychology, you're going to really change the behavior of what's taking place in your teams and your organization. We're talking about organizational psychology. How do you create superstars? How do you create winners in this very, very tough time? So let's let's make this real. Let's say your team is missing numbers. You're missing quota this month. You're missing um, deliverables this month. You may be a sales team. You may be a project team. You may be writing software. Whatever it is that drives your success and your team's success, it's not happening. Now, typically what people do will be, all right, what, let's look at the, uh, the obstacles. We made our numbers last quarter. Well, uh, an obstacle is the economy changed, or an obstacle is that uh, prices went up. Maybe the higher organizations now assessing some overhead charge to your team. There's a myriad number of reasons out there as to why you are successful a year ago, and you're not successful as you want to be today, or you're in downright pain, maybe your job is being threatened. Now, most people will record that, well, the reason why this is being threatened is because it's the economy, because it's the uh, clients are in trouble. It's because of all these other external factors. I want to ask you this question. Skiing is a great metaphor because there's a lot of skiers here. So when you're skiing on a blue slope and you're just looking good and you're feeling good, it's above average, it's even maybe a tough blue slope, and you feel great, and everything's happening great, and you're having a great day, but you know if you wander over into black slope, and maybe even do that on occasion, go, you know, I, there's an easier black slope that I'm aware of that, you know, I can practice on getting my skills better, and I can do this, and I can do that. There's this black slope that when we get on that, yeah, we don't look so good. Yeah, we're not so great of a skier anymore. We lose how good we feel, and we base that feeling on the blue slope or the black slope. But the reality is there's a psychology taking place that says, yeah, I know I'm not that great of a skier. I know I'm a little bit of a fraud. I know that I'm just a little bit of a managed appearance. And so as long as I stay here where I'm comfortable, I stay in my comfort zone, I stay where my friends, my colleagues, my reality is, I'll be okay. And then life has this ability, throw you on not only a black slope, it might be a double black diamond, it might be triple black diamond, the economy mixed with, you know, something that's going on in your industry, mixed with a war, mixed with external politics, mixed with banks are tightening their credit, things are changing rapidly for you. And now you're on, a, you have no choice, you're on a double black diamond and you're falling. 
and you're screaming inside going, I can't do this. I'm not good at this. Help me. But that's a psychology. How does any blue slope skier get to be a black slope skier? How do they get there? How does a company get from where they are in average easy times how do they succeed when it's not easy how do they make it look easy on a black slope when you know it's not easy do you really think that they're a better skier than you do you really think they're more athletic more gifted certainly there are some of them are out there that are that but then you look at other people that are skiing black slopes and you remember them a year or two ago and they go well they're not that good i was as good as they were a year or two ago and so then we'll go on like well they're making numbers and they're being better in their business because well they're lucky yeah they just got a lucky break or well they just they were in the right place at the right time and i wasn't so we'll create psychological reasons why someone who in reality we're as gifted as or even more gifted than and they're over there on that part of their life doing well and we're not and we will get angry at ourselves we will beat ourselves up we'll run the critic program we'll judge ourselves but the reality is they have a different psychology that's the only difference and the cool thing about sports metaphors while they kind of show us a way and they kind of give us a different way to think of our current circumstances they do break down and and that's a good thing because when they break down and you look at the fact like well this my business unit my sales team my project team my small company whatever it is the way it's functioning today you can get your gold medal in life by being the greatest version of who you are and being the greatest version of who you are it's not about being perfect It's not about not making any mistakes. And in fact, counterintuitively, if you want to be the greatest version of you, you've got to make mistakes. And they've got to be doozies. They've got to be ginormous ones. They've got to be such incredible mistakes because if you're the greatest version of you, you want the greatest success possible that you're capable of achieving. And the only way you get great success is by making great mistakes. But again, counterintuitively, think of all the leaders out there that punish mistakes and reward no mistakes. Think about that. How many leaders out there, and again, leaders can be you and your family. Do you punish your children when they make a mistake and you reward them when they don't make a mistake? It's counterintuitive. This is a great tool to walk away from the show with today. When your kids make mistakes, reward them celebrate with them. They got a great lesson. When they're not making mistakes, make them uncomfortable. Move them. Because if they're fat and sassy and comfortable, then they're not growing. They're not on the greatest version of who they are. Again, think about how you treat yourself. Do you beat yourself up when you make a mistake and reward yourself when you're not making a mistake? Or do you go, you know, I want to make mistakes. That's where I get my growth, my lessons, my greatness. The greatest version of you is really about the trajectory that you're on. Thank you for listening to The Inevitable Podcast. Please visit our website for more information on this extraordinary coaching system at www.theinevitableu.com. Then sign up for your two-week free trial of our membership to gain access to hundreds of hours of amazing content and tools just like this.